webinar, our first one for 2013. Uh, and let me say, I love it. I love that we are back. Give me a wave if you love that 2012 is now finished, 2013 is now a go. Give me a wave if you like that we're in 2013. Absolutely. Now, for those of you who have forgotten or don't know how to use the GoToWebinar control panel, let me remind you, on your screen, you'll see a little um, uh, box, I guess you could say, it's called GoToWebinar control panel. On there, it's a hand with an arrow. Uh, so if you want to say hi, if you want to answer a question or agree or disagree, you can hit that arrow, that hand and that will um, allow you to interact. You'll also see an area where you can ask a question um, and, and be involved. So if you can see that hand with an arrow, just hit that hand for me. And if you can hear my voice as well, just uh, brilliant. Okay, we've got hands going up there. That's brilliant. Great stuff. Okay, so, you know, um, I'm going to be a little different tonight. You know, one of the things I've been thinking about for a very, very, very long time is that facts tell stories sell. And so what we're going to actually start doing is on a regular basis, we're going to, first of all, I want to know who has an iPhone or a smartphone? Uh, just give me a wave if you have an iPhone or a smartphone, Android phone, something like that, something that can get podcasts. Just uh, if every, everyone can do that for me, brilliant. Just leave your hand up. I just want to see, can, if those of you that have the ability to get a podcast on your phone, just put your hand up for me, please, so, so I can see. Uh, Kieran, I know you can. Um, you haven't got your phone hand up. So <laughs> just picking on someone, it's always fun. Okay, well, um, what we're going to start to do is we're going to start sending out to your phones um, like uh, we, it's going to take us a little bit of time to get this arranged, but uh, my plan is to give each one of you a MP3 to listen to each week. Now we're not going to start off weekly; we we'll start off monthly. But just as a little bit of an inspiration, where you get to hear from somebody who's achieving success in Manitech, like a national director and above, someone who's earning thousands and thousands of dollars, someone who's seeing success, telling you. The, the, their dream, telling you their struggles and also telling you about their successes and what they're doing. So give me a little wave if you'd like that sent directly to your phone. Won't and guess what? The price is going to be brilliant. It's going to be free. So if you'd like that, just give me a little bit of a wave if you think that would be kind of cool to hear success stories uh, from people, national directors and above. Yes, Ian, by the way, so glad you're on there, mate. That includes you, big fella. So you're going to be one of the success stories. So people can be inspired. Uh, and so it's all going to start tonight. Tonight we're going to, I'm going to share my story. And probably, I don't think any of you, maybe one person has actually ever heard my story. And I'm going to share it with you tonight. So because, you know, one of the things that I want you to understand is that you know, you d I never, I didn't arrive at Manitech as a silver presidential and have earned over a million dollars. That just didn't happen overnight. I went through the same struggles as you. Um, and so tonight I'm going to show you some pictures and going to help you guys to see what, I guess, Manitech uh, and what this business has done for us, but, you know, what really why we got started. You know, so I like to call tonight So It Begins. 
you know, on the on the um, screen there, you can see my family. You can see my wife, Casey, and our two daughters. Samara is the one on my side with the blonde hair. Obviously, she looks or takes after me, and then there's Hope that takes after Casey. And, you know, I built this business or got started in Manatech to build this business because of them. You know, I got started because when I looked at the direction that I was taking my family or that my family was going, even though... I know that my family, Casey, being who she is, she would allow, she would be happy living in a caravan. Okay, she's not the sort of person that wants for very much, uh, except for her family to be happy and her family to be secure. And you know, she's never put any pressure on us to have more money, even though you know that watch you see her wearing there is a diamond encrusted watch, and you know um, the earrings are half a carat in diamonds you know, and all that sort of stuff. That's not her buying those, that's me buying those. You know, she's not that sort of person. And my girls, you know, even though they've been able to travel the world, they, did, they weren't screaming out for more, but my heart was. My heart, every time I looked at my family, was that I wanted them to have more. I wanted my wife, because at that time, we couldn't afford to buy new clothes for her. She was giving up the ability to buy new clothes for herself because, you know, we didn't have the money for her to buy new clothes. So everything she owned was faded or ripped or worn out. You know, just give me a little wave if you understand what I'm talking about. You know, that's, you've been in that little bit of a situation yourself. Yeah. You know, and, and, and that was our family. And there was this one day I would look at them and and I knew that I was, I was working in a corporate career and you'd think, you know, working in a corporate career and I had the flashy title. I was the national sales man manager for a public company. And at that time, you know, I, I started off earning $500 a week and then um, I got a pay rise to $1,000 a week and then another pay rise and we got up to almost $100,000 a year working at that job. But the interesting thing that was happening, I didn't have the future I was looking for. I thought that corporate life would give me that future, but in actual fact, what it gave me was less time with my family and a commitment to a company that wasn't committed to me. I realized that as I was working for this company, um, I was making, starting to make them a lot of money, that my ideas, even though I was sharing my ideas with them, it didn't mean an increase in my income. I remember one time working for one of the corporate companies I was working for, that you know, we'd increase their bottom line by hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars. You know, and they came and they said, Congratulations, James, on the growth that you gave your your area and uh, so we're going to give you a pay rise of three thousand dollars. You know, I looked at that and I actually started to cry. Because I, I, all of a sudden it dawned on me, it dawned on me that when you're working for somebody else, even the illustrious corporate career where, you know, I was one of the top people they had. I was bringing in more sales than nearly anybody else. Our, 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 our depot or the, the place I was managing was growing faster than nearly anywhere else. You know, I was the golden head boy. And they gave me a three or four thousand dollar pay rise, and I realized that hey, what was going on there was that wasn't going to give my family the future they deserve. 
into some things had to change. And I came home one day from work and my wife Casey met me at the door and she said, Honey, we need to buy ourselves a pair we need to buy Samara, who's the one that looks like me, a pair of shoes. Now you need to understand the connection that we have with Samara. We don't love her any more than hope, but we you know, she had we have a special connection there because when she was born and she was eight months old, um, we watched her die twice. And the Lord was good enough to bring her back to us. She was born with congenital emphysema. You know, what we actually believe is that she had an allergic reaction to um, dairy products, which they missed, and that, that compromised her immune system, and her lung perforated. And we didn't know what was going on, so at the age of eight months, we rushed to the hospital, and uh, we heard the doctor say, we've lost her. And now let me tell you, that will give you a major wake-up call about what really is important in life. So for the next two weeks, we were at the, uh, at the hospital, the children's hospital up in Brisbane, living there pretty much. Yeah, we were actually living there. And I really started to think about what was important to me. I started to realize that my family is what is important to me. And I came back from there and I started to make some changes. I left that job and I went to start working for that company I was telling you about where I was earning $500 to $1,000 a month, a week, and started to move through the ranks and started to find a better life for myself. Realizing that I had this, this business that I had joined uh, when I was at the other company, you know, my, my father-in-law, he came over one day and uh, does anybody, do you realize that when you wake up in the morning, okay, you don't wake up going, hey, I'm going to join a network marketing company. Just give me a little wave if you did not wake up in the morning with this revelation, I'm going to join a network marketing company. It starts to, <laughs> yeah, no one wakes up in the morning saying, I'm going to join a network marketing company. That's not what happened to me either. Actual fact, what happened is my stepfather-in-law gave us a call and said, hey, I've got this video that you need to watch. Yes, it was before DVDs. And I'm um, coming over to show it to you. I want your opinion. Ah, the old opinion approach. Anyway, he came over and he showed us this video and I gave him my opinion. But because he was my stepfather-in-law, he said, oh, well, look, can you at least come around to this, this place where we're having a meeting and uh, for you to have a look? And, um, and, and at least listen. So we did that and we pulled out the credit card at the end of the meeting and we joined. And the only reason we joined was because we felt sorry for my stepfather-in-law and, and my mother-in-law uh, who wanted to join this, this network marketing business, okay? And we felt so sorry for them that they had stooped so low that we thought if we just join Okay, at least that might help them. Of course, we're not going to build it because my future was in corporate. Okay, so we did this. The funny thing is, though, even though when my thoughts were all this, there was something about this that just wouldn't leave me alone. I'm at work and I, I got the, when the box arrived and I was like a kid in a candy store. I opened up the box just because I couldn't wait to see what was in it, even though I didn't want to do this network marketing thing. It was the last thing that was on my mind, the last thing that was on my heart. I knew and I thought that my future was going to come in a franchise. I was going to go and spend over $100,000 on a franchise that I didn't have, the money I didn't have in a business I didn't want, and be successful there. Okay, And so that was what I was going to do. 
But the interesting thing is, I started on taking these products, but nothing was, you know, I, I was healthy, I was well, I didn't know what I was looking for, and I, I didn't know what these products could do for my daughter Samara. But you know what I started to do? I started to talk to people about Manitou. And so for the next year, I think I spoke to, I signed up three people. And there's three people I signed up. One was my mum. She joined because she loved me, and that's what mums do. The second person was a staff member. She joined because I told her I would sack her if she didn't. And the third person that joined, well, they were a poor sales rep that walked into my office and I was so desperate to make a sale. I said, look, let me buy the pack for you. Don't worry about paying for it. I'll do it. And guess what? So he joined me and his signature over. Of course, why wouldn't he? It wasn't going to cost him a cent. And I never saw him again, nor did I speak to him. Now, give me a little bit of a wave if you've ever done that. You know, you've thought, I'll pay for the pack for you. I'll get somebody, I'll get, get you know, uh, no, that's just me by the sound of it. <laughs> I know there's a few hands going up. You know what? And you know what? That gets you nowhere. But I thought I would. And that was me first getting started. And then so I would just keep playing around with this thing for about three and a half years. But for three and a half years, even though um, I was playing around on the edges with something, one of the interesting things I was learning is that I was learning ways that this thing didn't work. But I was also looking at the things that did. I remember going along to meetings and seeing uh, these people presenting. One was a shearer. You know, and he would get up in front of this room of 50 people and he would present, you know, and he couldn't, could very barely spell, you know, he wasn't an elegant uh, communicator at all. And I'm thinking, this guy couldn't have any success. And all of a sudden he tells me he's earning $4,500 every four weeks. Now, I'll tell you what, that grabbed my attention because I thought to myself, if this yobbo could be getting started in this business and earning $4,500 every four weeks, then I could do it. Now, obviously, I found out that he was actually my upline. <laughs> I should have paid him a little bit more respect. But, the, and he, and I, but you know what? He was doing something that I couldn't do, and I didn't know what was going on because I still didn't see that success. Then he invited me along to another meeting, and I went along, and it was this counselor dude, this guy, psychiatrist or something like that, and he was presenting. And the room had 50, 60 people in it, and I'm thinking, he's a worse presenter than the shearer. Anyway, he gets up and he's presenting and he says, I'm earning $2,500 every four weeks. And I, I'm flabbergasted at this point because I'm not even earning $100 a month. My checks are around $6, $7, But these people are earning thousands. I'm, going, I'm a little bit annoyed because I'm the driver person. I'm the person that walks in the room and when I see somebody else uh, and I, I look for the, the most successful person in the room and I puff my chest out and I go, hmm, I wonder if I'm better than them. Yeah, I actually am. And so I'm looking at all those people and I'm getting a little bit challenged. But the interesting thing was, it doesn't matter how challenged I got, I, my, my numbers didn't change. My results didn't change. But then I realized that out of all, because even though I wasn't seeing the success, very much success, one of the interesting things that started to happen is I had someone in my team start to get success. And I would start to see what they were doing. And I thought to myself, I'm going to see where we go from here. I'm going to see what happens. I'm going to see uh, if I can 
help them because all of a sudden they're yelling out to me, James, be an upline and give me a call and come and help me. And this person lived all the way up at Rockhampton, actually Mackay. You know, I lived on the Gold Coast. So that was an 11 to 14 hour drive to go up there because I couldn't afford a flight. I had to drive. So I drove all the way up to Rockhampton and Mackay to do these meetings out in the back of, back of nowhere. Now we had no, I didn't have nice clothes. I didn't have the suits and the shirts and the pants and all the sort of stuff that I have today. Everything I had back then were just terrible. You know, the just terrible clothes. You know, I, those ties that should never have been pulled out of a drawer and collared shirts that were disgusting, the whole lot. You know, I think I had one, two nice shirts. And what would happen is, this was with Donna and her mum, Joan, they would actually take bets to see what shirt I would wear because they know what they knew I only had two. And when I would get there, she would loan me her husband's shirts because what I had looked so bad. You know, but I would drive up there trying to be the success in my 1992 Toyota Camry, trying to show success and how to build a successful business in my 1992 Toyota Camry in a man that was wearing a borrowed shirt. And uh, interesting things started to happen. You know, I learned on those trips that it wasn't about what you wore, even though it did help. It wasn't about what the car looked like. It was actually about how the person that introduced you introduced you. You see, my team member had had experience in network marketing previously. You know, she knew the importance of edification. She knew that if she edified me, and she spoke me up, no matter what I said, those people would listen. And that's exactly what happened. She started to, to edify me at these meetings that she arranged where she had five to ten people at every meeting. Every meeting in these little country towns of the central Queensland. And even though I was making a balls up at every meeting, I was not very good. I thought I was, but I really wasn't. Okay, And she was signing people up. Because it wasn't about what I said, it was about how she made them feel. And she made them feel wonderful. And so she got them started. She just needed someone to edify. She just needed someone to come and share the story other than herself. And she was smart enough to get me. And then there are other times where she actually got Rod, my upline, to come along as well. And he would come along. And I remember traveling out there. And I'm still only a regional director. or Maybe I'm a national director by this time. And I'm driving the car. And Rod would be sitting in the back seat or, uh, with, with uh, Donna's dad, Apple. And they would be laughing their heads off as talking, saying joke after joke after joke. And I'm just sitting in the front seat going, I've got so much to learn. So much to learn about, you know, being a people person. So much to learn about how to care for someone, how to be interested in someone, and, and not to be so focused on the business, but to be more focused on the individual. So I started to do that and started to learn how to, to connect with people. Because what I was doing is I was using that three and a half years of failure. I was using that to learn the skills of success with the team that I had. And that team was one leg. That's all it was, one leg. My entire business was one-legged for three to three and a half years. And in that one leg, I had amazing leaders like Donna and Joan and Athel and Anthony and uh, you know, just different people that came up and came through. Not everyone's with us anymore, but that doesn't matter. What, is, what does matter is that I got to learn with these people and they were graceful enough or gracious enough 
to allow me to learn on them and build their business. And we got to learn together. Their business grew, but I got to learn on one leg. Now, some of you are so freaked out by that, you think that you need to have four, five, six, seven, eight legs, and you forget the blessing of the one that you have. The blessing of that one team, that one person who's got a dream, that one person who just wants someone to believe in them, who just wants someone to believe in them to prepare to get in a car and go for a drive. You know, do you think it was easy for me to leave my daughters, my wife, you know, to, 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 to knock off work after I've done a 60-hour week on a Friday around lunchtime because, I, you know, I had a bit of hours owing get in a car, drive 11 hours to Rockhampton to do a meeting, okay, to be there and then leave Sunday night to be home by Monday morning. You know, do you think that was easy? No, it wasn't. It wasn't easy to go out into the back, the back sticks of Emerald, which is central Queensland, and we, you know, they let us, they, were, they owned a property, and so they allowed us to stay in a, um, a uh, the sheer, the, Stockman's home uh, house that they had for the Stockman. And uh, we would wake up in the middle of the night, you know, to go to the loo. And I went out to the loo and I could hear this, ribbit, ribbit. And I'm thinking, what's that? And I turned the light on. And here in the toilet, it's absolutely full of green tree frogs because there's no other place where they can get water except for the toilet. And I, it's just so funny. You know, the, the stories that we have of traveling from town to town in the hope that one person, two people, three people would join, and they would, and we'd have so much excitement. But some of you are so sad because you're only getting one person joining a, you know, a, a day or one person a week. You know, we were, I was stoked. We were stoked to get one person a month. But what would happen is we learned how to get that one person to get their person started to help those people start to dream and those people to be excited about a product that we had and a business opportunity that would change lives. And that's what would happen, you know. And I started to see my life change. Manatech changed the comp compensation plan. See, back then when I first got started, I'm traveling around the countryside, you needed four legs to go regional. You needed eight legs to go presidential. And I thought to myself, I can't do that. I just can't do it. And that belief that I have of I can't do that didn't allow me to do it. You know, my interesting belief is now I can do that. That's not a problem. And I believe that anybody can. But back then, I couldn't see how it could be done. But then Monday, Manatech made a call. said, hey, we're not going to have eight legs anymore. You only need two to go regional, two to go national, three to go gold presidential. And all of a sudden, in my mind, I thought, immediately, anyone can do that. And because I started to believe, because I started to, to think that anybody could do it, Everything changed. Not was I, I wasn't just driving to Rockhampton anymore. I was looking for ways to fill my diary. I was looking for ways to fill it up every single day of every single week so that I would now, I see it, when they, I heard that change was coming, that was when I made that choice. That's when I made the choice that for the next 12 months, actually it was longer than that, it was going to be for, it was just a choice that I made. It wasn't a time period. In the past, I said there was a time period. There really wasn't. It was just a choice that I made that from now on, I'm treating this thing seriously. You know, and then, so what I would do is I came home one day after work and I said, honey, what, this is what's happened. They're going to make, they're going to change the comp plan to three legs. I can build three legs. I can do that. 
I don't know how, I haven't got the skills and I haven't had success in the past, but this is what I need. I need you to believe in me. I need you to release me. I want to do this. I, I can't come home and, and when I say I'm going to go to a meeting and for you to, to look down and say, really, do you have to? I need you to encourage me. I need you to be able to believe in me that, that, and, and, and help me to, to do this thing. And she said, yes, go for it. Now, that, after you picked me up off the floor, <laughs> I really went for it. But it wasn't a success journey overnight. I'm out nearly every night of the week. I'm missing my children. I'm missing my, work, my wife. I'm tired at work. But I was committed. I had two phones, one for work and one for Manatech, so that I would, would honor my employers. But I was doing meetings in the morning, meetings at lunchtime, meetings at nighttime. You know what? These weren't, that we didn't have the internet, we didn't have Facebook, we didn't have autoresponders, we didn't have websites. So where were these meetings come from? They were coming from me taking every opportunity. People would walk into my office to sell me something. You know, the person behind the counter, I would, I would become creative at asking questions. I'd become creative at forming people. I'd become creative at, range, at, at working on scripts. It's that creativity that allowed me to start to fill my diary up every day. And it was because of that, because people saw that my diary was full, my team started to fill their diary. And people just started to believe, well, that's just what you did. You know, I remember getting Tim and Narissa started up at, uh, up at Ipswich from the Gold Coast, which is an hour and a half drive. They came and saw me at church one day because they went and saw Rod, and Rod was the pastor of the church, but he was also my upline. He said, look, I can't talk to you here at church, but go see James. So he, he sent them to me. And I went up and I saw them. They got started, and they, they, you know, they got started at the premium pack. And I said, okay, this is what you have to do. There's going to be two meetings next week. You're going to want to be at them because they're at your place. They're on Tuesday and Thursday night, and they're at 7.30. Now, as I'm saying this, I'm realizing that I'm going to have to get to their place by 7.30 on Tuesday and Thursday night. That's an hour and a half drive from my place, and I finish work at 6. So I'm not going to eat those two nights. I'm just going to have to get there. And that's what I did. And that's what we did. I think I drove up there every week for about a month to two months just to help them get started. They turned out to be a leg that produced three presidentials, and it continues to grow. You know, it was because I, and what they did is they saw what I did, and so they were prepared to do the same. They were prepared to go for it because I believed they believed. But look, did it always work out now? No. I fought with them. They fought with me, you know, which is, you know, ego, pride, the whole thing was going on. But the interesting thing is there was that respect. There was that thing that happened where we just keep building, we keep growing, got to travel the world together. You know, I remember driving 15 hours, yes, one, five, 15 hours up north to go and do a meeting and no one turns up. And I remember talking, thinking to myself, this is going to be part of my story. This is going to be part of my story that one day someone will be encouraged that, yep, I had no shows. I had those times where I set up an appointment and people didn't turn up. You know, where, you know, I was in the car listening to other companies' tapes to get encouraged. I was listening to Mway's tapes so that I could be inspired. And you know what? So I still listen to some of those tapes whenever I can get my hand on them because they're just powerful tapes. I don't, you know, don't endorse Mway. I don't join, I'm not a part of Mway. I don't buy their stuff or anything like that. But I just remember listening to their stuff because it would inspire me. And it's a reason for us to start 
getting these MP3s out to you now. I remember going over to the you go over to Perth one time. I was doing a meeting over in Perth. Things were starting to grow nationally for us now, so I flew over to Perth. And Donna gave me a call while I'm over there, saying, "Can you go down to oh, can't remember the name of the town, but it's a little bit south of Perth?" And so I, I said, "Sure, I'll go down there." It's supposed to be an uh, Avon lady coming on board with all of the people in in in, in Perth. Um, in her area, all of the Avon ladies want to make a switch to Manatex. I was like, fantastic. People from direct selling, this is going to be awesome, could be good. Get on the train, I go down there. You know what? And we'd only just started earning money with Manatex. I wasn't used to money. I wasn't used to what it could do for us. So, I, you know, I planned to stay with this person, not realizing we're earning, I've got my my full-time job where I'm earning, you know, eight, $9,000 a month there and I've got our Manatech business, I'm earning ten or $12,000 a month there. So we're earning like almost 20000 a month. And so I made this, I said, sure, I can't. And I'm, so I'm planning to stay at this person's house. And you know what? I get there and I get off the train. Now, I want you all to know I'm a born-again Christian. And so this was a little bit funny. I get off the train and this, her, this lady meets me there and, and she wasn't what I expected. Okay, just to say that nicely. She wasn't what I expected. I got off the train and she's got smoke hanging out of her mouth. She's dressed quite, you know, flannelette shirt and all this stuff. Now, I've got a flannelette shirt on right now. I have nothing against that, but it just wasn't what I expected. Anyway, but she had a son there and they were lovely people. Got in the car, but they kept smoking in the car and, you know, it's, I'm thinking, oh, I don't smoke. This isn't nice. Anyway, so we get to the house. And I'm expecting to stay at her place. It's about 9 o'clock at night right now, 10 o'clock at night. And, uh, well, we get in, we start chatting away. And I said, oh, okay, so whereabouts would you like me to put my bag? And I said, oh, that's okay. You're going to sleep in the lounge room. I said, oh, okay, no problem. You're going to sleep on the couch. No worries. That's fine by me. I, I'm okay with that. And uh, so I'm, I, I'm getting ready. I said to her, well, what time do you guys go to bed at night? Oh, we normally go to bed about 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning. The other house is chock-a-block full of smoke, and she's got a son there that's smoking. They've got guests over that are smoking. And I went, oh, okay, look, hey, look, I don't want to put you out. There's got to be a hotel around here that uh, I can stay at. And I'm just praying to God, please, Lord, there's got to be a hotel. Anyway, so we found this hotel, and it was the new golf course, the new golf uh, resort that had opened up. And the manager was still there at midnight. So I, was, I went over there, and I was talking to him, and guess what? He was interested in Manatech. So I'm going to the room. As I'm going to my room, he gave me his phone number saying, yeah, please call me about Manatech. Anyway, so the next day, I get, she comes and picks me up. And as we're driving back to her house, I told her about the, you know, how cool it was to meet this guy and that I'm going to talk to him about Manatech. Anyway, so I get to the house, and she's really excited about that. And I get to the house, and all of a sudden, all these people start arriving. I think, oh, this is pretty cool. All these people arriving for the meeting. And then what I found out is looking, oh, these people are a bit different. And they've all been smoking pot. They've all been on drugs. And they're all, she, and I find out that she's actually the local witch. Now, I'm a born-again Christian. She's the local witch. So it gives you a little bit of an idea of how strange this is becoming. So I'm in the house. I'm thinking, oh, dear, what am I going to do here? Now, all these people are into seances, tarot reading, um, all these different things that I'm just not into. Um, and so uh, at, at the end of it, you know, no one joined up. Obviously, there was a bit of a conflict going on. And uh, so I said my goodbyes got, and got on the train back up to Perth, flew over to Melbourne. And from Melbourne to the Gold Coast, I get off the plane on the Gold Coast 
And on my flight back from Melbourne to the Gold Coast, an hour and a half flight, I think it was, there is 21 phone messages. But no phone, not messages with a message. They're actually someone who's hung up just as leave a message, please. And then after that, they've just hung up. 21 of them. I didn't even know that was possible, but it was at that time, for some reason, some weird service I had. And I thought, I've got to call this person back to see who did this. And it ended up being the local witch from Perth or WA. And I called her back and I said, what's going on? And the lady said, you know, I want the phone number of that uh, general manager of the golf club, please, because he's my contact. I should be signing him up. And I said, look, I'm not going to give him to you until I've signed him up. And then I'll put him in your team. Anyway, especially wasn't going to give him to him, give it, give him to her then. I thought she's a bit crazy. Then the next day, I get a phone call from the general manager, Jordan, George Howell, managing director of Nanotech. The next day, so the managing director of Nanotech Australasia calls me the next day because this lady had called him to say that I am stealing people from her. So let me tell you something, guys. That'll get your knickers in a knot. You know. So over the time, and I could keep going on. You know, over the time, we've had some interesting struggles. Along that time, I've had uh, two presidentials pass away, which, you know, broke my heart. Presidential directors that we've cried with, we've fought with, we've traveled with, you know, we've dreamt with, passed away, broke my heart. Had executive directors, marriage breakups, broke my heart. You know, where, you know, I, things failed in my business. Uh, where I've wanted to, be, where I've wanted to just curl up in a fetal position and wonder whether or not I can still do this if I still knew how to build this business. Because even though we we had this thriving business, things were starting to turn around. I'm not sure about you, but you, every, you know what? In every stage of our business, we've had those struggles. At every stage of our business, we've gone up and we've gone down. We've gone up and we've gone down. We've gone up and we've gone down. And at every stage, I've learned something new. At every stage, I've learned that uh, I can do this. At every stage, my, my belief grew. And at every stage, I had to become better. And a more solid foundation had to be laid. You know, when, when, a, when executive directors that are 6,000 points away from going presidential come to you and quit, you've got to wonder what's going on there. Because it's not the company. It's not the product. It's them. And I find out later that that person had an illness that they had to deal with mentally and emotionally. You know, I second-guessed myself every step of the way. Can I become a regional? Can I do this business? Can I set up dual networking? You know, but then what starts to happen is the business starts growing because it all started for, with a pair of shoes. Then we get to start traveling the world. You know, if you look at your screen now, you start to see we get to travel the world and there you know this was a few years ago in Hawaii but I, I really like this photo because it shows some friends of our children Oliver and uh, Ollie and, and, and Evie there with Samara and Hope and we're over in Hawaii because what starts to happen is we start to get to travel with the people we care about we've got to build dreams where my dream to allow people to have resources and access to some of the best training they could ever receive anywhere in the world, they were able to do it. You know, that's why we built dual networking. You know, then we started to go to Singapore. That's me over there. That's with my first ever Singapore sling. Yep, I had some hair then. 
before I chopped it off. Then we went to New Zealand, and where we got to travel around New Zealand for a presidential trip. We got to have birthday parties down the park. We get to go to a convention with crazy people like these guys here, you know. And we get to tra dress up. Yes, Phil and Patricia, that's you. Uh, just in so I can get you to come back here, Phil and Patricia. I'm showing you guys on the screen at the moment. <laughs> and Chris, me and Chris over in, in, in uh, Hawaii, me and my beautiful wife Casey at a convention a couple of years ago, me and my upline Rod in Singapore, that's me and Michael Clark in Sydney, yeah, Michael Clark, the cricket captain. You know, this is where we start to see our leaders become top people in the world. That's Simon and Nicole Cryer. Then uh, great, wonderful friends, Christian and Naomi and Olsen, top enrollers of, the, of Australasia. You know, so it, it all begins. The thing that you get to ask yourself, and look, I've got so many stories to tell you, like the trip to Korea as we're traveling around Korea, and, you know, and the taxi driver that falls asleep as we're going to the airport, traveling at 140 kilometers an hour. The taxi driver falls asleep. And, and the guy I was with had to hit him on the shoulder to wake him back up again, you know, or the, the you know, the, just the different stories that this business brings. But you know what? It all begins with, a, it all begins with a dream. It all begins with, okay, I'm going to do this thing. You know, I'm going to do this thing. And even when you get those people who sit in your home, like when we're up on the Gold Coast, I'm sitting in my home, in my office, my office was bigger than most people's, like half of a house. It was massive, massive office up on the Gold Coast. And I had this lady come to the, meet me about doing Manatech. And she said to me, as I'm sitting in my almost a million dollar home, she goes, I can't lower myself to build a network marketing business. And I'm asking, so what do you do for a job? I'm a cleaner. Okay. So you're a cleaner, but you can't lower yourself to build a business that'll help you have a million dollar home. You know, you're going to come across some interesting people. You're going to come across some people that won't believe, won't join, won't get started, or they'll join and you'll never hear from them again. But you get to choose what you're going to do, not what they're going to do. You get to choose what you're going to do. And so I chose that I would build this thing. I chose that I would be able to get the shoes for my girls. I chose that I'd be able to travel the world with my family. I chose that I'd be able to have some of the best friends a man could ever ask for. I chose that I would chase my dream. You know, as I was preparing for tonight, I believe my God said to me, my team needs a leader to follow. And your team needs a leader to follow. Are you going to be that leader? Are you going to be the leader that your team can follow? Because I'm going to be the leader that my team can follow. I love you guys. I hope uh, that you got something out of the webinar tonight. Make sure you go to our page and, or to our group and, and let people know. Uh, just give us a wave if you got something out of tonight's webinar. Just give me a bit of a wave. Brilliant. So glad, guys. So this will be on an MP3. I'm going to figure out how to do the podcasting. And you'll hear more of this, this type of thing. Um, so that, you know, let's get encouraged. Also, there will definitely be training as well. Don't get me wrong. But it's, it's about being able to listen to this over and over again. That's what inspires me. You guys inspire me. I love you guys. Have a wonderful night. Speak to you soon. Bye.